selected the right input. Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our moms tell people when Tim Cook steals the M1 chip. I'm your host, Luke Miani. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And maybe even ask if I'm using the right input right at the beginning of the podcast episode, which I think definitely uh, will be audible in the recording, but that's okay. Well, maybe I was going to say that you could have maybe trimmed it a little bit, but now it has to stay in. Oh, yeah. No, it's in there. It's in there. It's baked right. in there. That's a, that's just a part of life here, folks. Uh, we, we didn't have the crack marketing team out in time, and that's just one of those things that happens. So anyway, we are 15 hours out from WWDC as of this recording. Now, I would suspect, Noah, that this week's episode will not be listened to very much on podcasting platforms. Well, the one thing I will say is, yes, obviously, in 15 hours or so, we'll know everything that's going to happen because the event's going to happen. But you can you can re-listen to this episode, and when you hear all the stuff that we say we think is going to happen or that might happen, if we get it right, you can say, wow, those two are so smart. They really know what they're talking about. Yeah. And if you get it, if we get it wrong, you can say, wow, those two have some really good ideas. Apple should take a page out of their book. Oh, that's interesting. I, I thought you were going to go for a, if we were right, then, you know, obviously we're very smart, very intelligent technology right. experts, all of that stuff. Right, right. But if we were wrong, then, you know, how could we know, you know? Well, this was before WWDC. You can't hold it against us. That is also true. So, speaking of which, why don't we talk about what we expect to see? Now, we've heard from a lot of sources that tomorrow is going to be a pretty fun day. Mm-hmm. But we don't know exactly what that means. Because I feel like we hear that a lot, and then sometimes it's not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think this this one is... There's, certain, there's a critical mass of people that say big things at dub dub this year but there's always been a couple of shall we say tricksters mm. hucksters uh-huh shenanigan perpetrators oh boy that uh that hit the leaks a couple of weeks before and they go i happen to know that this year is going to be very exciting mm-hmm. and then it isn't and they say oh well that's what i meant <laughs> And it's like, all right, clearly this is fake. There's so much fake stuff going around on Twitter. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but but sort of sort, sorting through all of those things leaves us with basically, I guess, five major announcements. Okay. Now, I guess it kind of depends on in, – in the number depends on what you qual- qualify as being a big announcement – so every year at WWDC, there's watchOS, iOS, iPadOS, macOS. So those four are guaranteed. Probably tvOS is in there as well. Yeah. But usually it's pretty minor. I think the last big tvOS update was uh, 2015, right? When they moved to the new tile design. That was the first wasn't the real first tvos because before i don't think it was called tvos Oh, you're right i don't know if it was tvos before that i think it was just like apple tv software like i don't think it had that name so i think the the first the last time they did anything big was when they like did anything at all basically (laughs) yeah yeah maybe it was considered like maybe it was just like a fork of ios because it did have like the ios 8 ios 10 right aesthetic yeah i just don't think it had the name at that time yeah, that's fair enough. Or maybe they even called it iOS. I don't know. Someone said that it was called iOS, which I don't know about that. But anyway, hmm. those those are guaranteed. And honestly, it seems like it seems like iOS and iPadOS are going to get some decently big coverage cuz every single aspect about the promotion for DubDub has has been iMessage. Right. And I cannot imagine that that would not be a big part of this. You know what I mean? What what else why would they be doing that so much if if iMessage isn't going to get some 
big upgrade? And also, what would it be? It's a messaging app. That is an interesting question. I agree because like all of, I get it's like, you know, developer community, talk to your friends, talk to your yeah. co-workers. I don't know. But like everything, the hash flag is the the tap back, the... Mm-hmm. The I got an uh, an ad earlier today for WDC and they had like this the text bubbles and they had the firework um, the effect whatever those are called where you send the an effect with this your came message out years ago and no one uses them that was like iOS ten I feel like I think it was that was yeah. a long time ago so I feel like the fact that all of it is iMessage theme it could be a coincidence but I'd like to think that it isn't and to answer your yeah. question about what it could be I could see Apple. I'm going to put my uh, phone on, on uh, Do Not Disturb. I think what it could be is somewhat of a shift or, or, or somewhat of an introduction of a social network, not Facebook level mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I did hear a rumor about um, like, like an online status that would reflect like, you know, if you're online, like what you're doing, stuff like that. I could definitely see that uh, coming. I think that would be pretty cool, actually. I... I'm kind of torn about that. I've heard the rumors basically suggesting that Apple could turn iOS into a quasi-social networking site. Not Mm -hmm. site, but like... uh, Service. Service, yeah. I'm not sure what utility that would actually have, though. Like, I just don't really see why you'd need that. Maybe... I could see a way to, like, would you have iMessage followers? I don't think so. No, I don't think I don't think, think so. they're going to turn it into, like, a, a full-on, like, a Twitter type of thing where you can follow people. Oh, absolutely not. I think it's not. based in messaging and group chats. And privacy. And privacy. That's the big. That's going to be the big thing. It's not going to be Facebook or Twitter. It's going to be just for you and the people that you know. It's privacy. Okay. So, but, but the again, I feel like that's still. It wouldn't be social media, right? It wouldn't be a social networking app. It would basically just be more, iMessage features. But it would, like, without adding social networking to it. You're still limited to conversations, group chats, stuff like that. I just Face realized FaceTime already exists for, um, like face-to-face conversations. Right. You can have audio calls with multiple people. Right. Maybe it's sort of unifying those things mm-hmm. and having that be centralized within iMessage, instead of going to the FaceTime app or the phone app. I think it's basically like AOL Instant Messenger. That's what it is. <laughs> think about that. Ooh. That's what it is. It's it's right. iMessage, but you add, you know, the online indicator. And that's that's it. That's yeah, that's AOL. So we're going we're going a little Ooh, retro. We're going here. back in time. Well, they're already going back to nineteen ninety eight with the IMAX. That's true. So it's a it's definitely a pattern. And apparently the new Mac Mini that I don't think we're going to get tomorrow, but that would be awesome if we did. I don't know. Maybe we could. That's that's actually quite possible. Because if it's using the same chips, we'll get into the hardware in a minute. But the design that has been rendered by Ian Zelbo, who's amazingly talented, and uh, based on the, the leaks by John Prosser, it's basically a throwback to the original Mac Mini, if you remember what that looked like. It was, I mean, pretty similar to the current one, you know, little silver box with rounded corners. Didn't have white plastic on it? Yeah, yeah, it had a plastic top, which was also, you know, for the antennas and stuff. Right. That's what this is, that's what the rumor is for the new Mac Mini, hmm. is that it would be kind of going back to that, which I think would be nice. Like a plexiglass polycarbonate, I don't probably not glass top, because I feel like you'd be able to crack it pretty easily. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a solid product and I think it's going to retain the same starting price. All right. Okay. Wait, we should, we'll, we'll get back into hardware in a little bit. Yes. Let's continue to talk about software. So we think we're going to get some iMessage things. 
Yes. But another thing that I saw today on on Twitter that was really interesting and is similar to what Noah and I have been talking about in regards to iPadOS is improved multitasking. Mm -hmm. So I saw this image that was implied to be an internal image that showed basically having three side-by-side windows. So like you know how you can drag in a window on the side? Right. It would basically be three tiles. Similar look. Right. They had like the little bar on top so you could slide them around and rearrange them. And I don't know if they would have three of like the little swipe up bars. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Bit of a mess. But I mean, it would kind of be useful though. Because if you have, so you've got three applications open on your screen. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then each of those has the little like home bar at the bottom. Is that what it's called? What's the official term for that thing? I think it might be home. I think it might bar. be home bar. It might. It be. sounds good. Yeah. I'm gonna go with that. Go uh, for if it. it's not that, then it should be that. So that's how I'm gonna cover my ass on that one. Uh huh. But you've got three windows, three home bars. At the top, you have like the little thing, and you can drag it around so you can rearrange the windows. At the bottom, you've got the home bar. Let's say you have three more applications waiting in the wings. Well, you can swipe left and right to toggle between them. So each of those three windows could be switching back and forth between two different uh, applications, thus effectively giving you six. And you could swipe up on one of those individual things and go into another expose. Mm -hmm. So I think I think that would be a bit of a a bit of a cramped experience on the 11 inch iPad Pro. I'll tell you that much. Oh man, that's not a lot of that's not a, that's a lot of room. That's a lot of things in a small little space, don't you think? I I I do think that, and it's entirely possible that the eleven inch just wouldn't get that as an option. Yeah, like ah, it's weird because I Mac OS kind of makes sense as being something that can be supported on many different Macs because. Even the small ones are not that small. But iPad OS runs on an iPad mini. Three windows on an iPad mini? Are you kidding me? Right. That would look terrible. So, I don't know. I really feel like... I, I wouldn't be mad if they, if they had certain features only be available on like the 12.9. Because it's not even a matter of like, oh, they're locking me out. It's a matter of like, I, I, I don't even have a use for this. Right. If you're on a 7.9 inch display and you're trying to have three different windows open, like, uh, mm, mm, mm. can an A12 chip even handle that? iPadOS runs on like old A10 stuff. Yeah. An A10 chip can't handle three concurrent applications. There's like two gigs of RAM. Right. That's kind of the thing because, uh, you know, Luke and I have been discussing this quite a bit and a lot like uh, the thing the thing that I said is like, if they're going to put the M1 in the iPad Pro, that to me signals that they're trying to do, they, they got to do something big with it, right? They could have called it the A14X. It would have been the same. Like, we let's all agree. It would have been the same or basically the same as the M1. But the fact that they called it the M1 is a marketing uh, decision. Mm -hmm. And it means that they're trying to say, look, look, this chip that's in our laptops and it's in our desktops as well is now in the iPad. So they're saying that the iPad is a desktop class or, or, you know, full computer class yeah. no, machine. A, they're saying it's a desktop class. That's what they're saying. Yeah. And then, but iPad OS doesn't match that expectation by a long shot. And everyone agrees it's the software that holds back the hardware. Even and my it has been for yeah, my since the inception of the iPad Pro in 2015. That yeah. has been the major complaint. And it still has not caught up with it, to be honest. Not not by a long shot. Yeah, and it's it's a little unfortunate. But I want to point out a number of people are saying Mac OS on the iPad, Mac OS on the iPad. Guys, it's not going to happen. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, the thing is about Mac OS on the iPad, we've not heard any information indicating that that's going to happen. It's, I mean, obviously it's technically possible. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. An iPad is literally just a different shaped Mac mini. It's totally technically possible, but I don't think it makes any sense from, from like, like, first of all, 
on a very fundamental level, you'd have to make some changes to macOS for it to work with a touchscreen. macOS just does not, it's not a, unless, unless Apple's completely changing what macOS is tomorrow. I, this might date really badly. I doubt but it. macOS, like you can't just put macOS on an iPad. It would have to be reinvented to make sense with touch inputs. Because currently it is not. Like the gestures, all the screen gestures would be useless. There, there is no analog to that in macOS. There's no home. There's no home screen in macOS. Right. Like none of those things translate. It would be very clunky. But I don't want to say that it's not ever possible. Because personally, I think it's not possible. I, personally, I think it's never going to happen. However, I did get some information a couple of like two weeks ago actually but i forgot to make a video on it might still make a video on it i do want to show it to you because it's a lot of internal stuff okay but apparently someone discovered deep deep within some uh beta one of the mac os betas or the ipad os beta i don't remember i need to look at the the twitter thread again they basically discovered evidence that apple has in fact, put macOS on an iPad, at the very least for testing. Mm -hmm. And in an advanced enough stage that it made it through accidentally in this beta. Hmm. And I'll give it to you, and and if it's credible, I will make a video on that, uh, depending on what happens tomorrow. If macOS does end up getting put on the iPad tomorrow and my mind ends up being blown, then I guess you heard about it here first. <laughs> because, well, I can I can pull it up. I mean... I think I can find it. It's in here somewhere. Um, and while you're looking for yeah. it, I will just say for all the people saying, you know, that they want macOS on the iPad Pro, the main thing, the thing I was trying to get at before with the with the M1 uh, being on the iPad is you have a very uh, there. There's a lot of iPads. There's like the iPad Pro and the iPad Air at the top end, and the Air is. You know, it can do whatever the 11-inch the, the Pro can do. But then there's also the regular iPad and the, the, iPad, uh, the iPad Mini. And so the problem with iPadOS, and I think this is kind of the fundamental problem, is that if they have one iPadOS for all of the different devices, then you have on the one end a 12.9-inch iPad Pro, and on the other end you have the, what, 7.9-inch iPad Mini. It's a lot less powerful. The screen's a lot smaller. Now, to be fair, the Mac is the same deal, right? You have the 13-inch MacBook Pro, and you go up to the 27-inch iMac, and maybe we'll even get a 30-inch iMac when it gets the M1 or M1X or whatever it's going to get. Um, and so macOS, I guess, has solved that issue. Obviously, it's a desktop operating system, so it was sort of engineered to solve that issue. But, uh, but iPadOS has not solved that issue, and that's sort of the main thing is that if you diverge too much for the iPad Pro, then iPad OS doesn't have as much meaning anymore because the iPad OS on an iPad mini is going to be different than the iPad OS on an iPad Pro. And then you can make the argument, do you put Mac OS on the iPad Pro? I don't think it's going to happen. Um, that could be one solution. iPad OS has slowly been moving in the direction of becoming more powerful like the uh, trackpad support recently. But the main thing is right now, uh, I think Apple's problem is that they're they have such a wide range of devices that are going to run iPad OS um, that it's hard to make these pro features, you know, real multitasking and uh, and real uh, trackpad support and all that when the iPad Mini and the regular iPad are still there. So that's my two cents. I could not. For the life of me, find this. I, I need to go back in here and it's in my Twitter DM somewhere. But I I don't know. The reason I think iPad OS if if Apple were to put Mac OS on an iPad, it would cannibalize the Mac. It just would, because the whole point people say, oh well, then I wouldn't need to buy a Mac and an iPad. I could just do it all at the same time. Yeah, that's the problem. Apple wants you to buy a Mac and an iPad. That's why those two products aren't drifting together. Apple said a couple of years ago, like two or three, I think, didn't they say, it was like the big no meme, you know? 
is iPad is the iPad and the Mac just going to merge into one thing? And they said no. To me, that tells you all you need to know that if Mac OS has been tested on iPads, it was probably to see how certain features could be adapted. Right. Which would be great because I realistically I don't want Mac OS on an iPad. I just don't want that. Because I mean, first of all, you'd be splitting storage, right? You'd, you'd be you'd have to dual boot. Like I'm sure Apple would come up with some way to share a file system, but there's no there's no way for an iPad to dual boot Mac OS and iPad OS without it being really awkward and clunky. I wouldn't even think dual boot. I'd think they would just people what, just are get basically rid of iPad OS? people are basically asking them to well not get rid of it, but I guess you know only use it on the iPad Mini and the iPad, maybe mm. the iPad Air as well, even though it's basically yeah. the, the Pro. That's what it seems like people would want at that point. That's I mean, but at the same time, I feel like there's limitations to iPad OS, but there's also limitations to Mac OS on a in that form factor. Right. Like what are you going to replace the camera app with photo booth? You really you want to do that or like th- there's no cuz that's I guess the the point that I'm trying to make is when people say I want macOS on an iPad, that's not what they're actually saying. They don't want macOS Big Sur to be running on an iPad screen because it would be a terrible experience. They want iPad OS to be more like Mac OS because there is no way that Mac OS as it is runs on an iPad and it's a, and it, everyone loves it. That is not going to happen. I mean, even just a matter of like the top menu bar wouldn't fit with the curved display. The, the Apple logo for the about this iPad would be cut off. So there, there is no... Oh, just put it on there. It's all the same. It doesn't matter. It, it That is not a compatible situation, even though obviously it can run on an iPad because it's the same thing. It's just it does not realistically make sense. And it would be, I mean, it would be a clunky half-baked product and it would cannibalize their other products. It makes no sense to me. That so we've spent first part, I was going to say that first part about the, uh, they don't want Mac OS, they want better iPad OS. That was pretty much verbatim what I was going to say. Really? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it, that's really all there is to say about it. Like, yeah. there is absolutely no way that you're going to get Mac OS Big Sur on an iPad and be happy about it. It's just not going to work. Nope. Especially an 11 inch. What? Yeah. <laughs> there was, there did used to be an 11 inch MacBook Air. I believe, I believe the diagonal was 11.6. It might not sound like a big difference, but it's a pretty big difference. That's fair. Let me look this up to double check. MacBook Air 11. What was the diagonal? Oh, man, this is going to take me a million years to find. 11.6 inch widescreen LED display. Yeah, that's right. that's. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Someone was like, oh, uh, Apple, uh, Apple's, we've had Macs with 11 inch displays. That's it's not the same thing. 0.6 of a difference is not insignificant. That's true. I mean, look at the 15-inch to the 16-inch. Everyone's like, oh, wow, so much more space. That's about 0.6 of an inch. It's a big difference. Okay, so macOS. I guess since we've been talking about macOS, what do we expect to see? I haven't heard really anything at all. I've heard nothing about, about macOS. I don't think I have either, and if I had to guess, I'd say that's because it's going to be relatively minor, given yeah. that Big Sur was like pretty big. This will, this will probably be bigger, sir. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they did that? Like we had Sierra and High Sierra. What mm-hmm. if they do biggest, sir? I would love like large, sir. Yes, that would just one of those. That would be so funny. That would be an epic. Okay, wait. We were talking about Craig goofs. How? Could Greg po- Craig possibly not make a bigger Sir joke? I really, I do hope that happens. Because they've had so many double names in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, since I guess High Sierra, Sierra was the only one in the modern 
age, in the California age. Yeah. But there was leopard and snow leopard, lion and mountain lion. I I just think it would be so funny if he just says bigger sir as a as a Craig joke. I, we should put that on our bingo board. We yeah, we could put that on there. Speaking of the bingo board, look at that segue. That was not planned by the way. Oh yeah. We have made an updated bingo board. I'm gonna pull this up on the screen because this doesn't matter. I just looked up <laughs> I just typed bingo into Google. <laughs> That's not the So go to Dark Mode Podcast. Wow, look at that. It auto uh it auto filled the search. That's good. Wow. Darkmodepodcast.com slash bingo. And you will arrive at I'm sharing my screen. I'm clicking on the tab. And there it is. You will arrive at a blank bingo board. Now, you'll notice two buttons. It's a very simple interface. Uh, we, we took the background cues from the uh, the materials. There's not a lot of color to it. The, mm-hmm. the previous one for the Apple event in in uh, April was very colorful. This, one, this one's not. But it's very simple. You just click edit and all of the tiles turn into clickable things. So we'll say Tim Cook says, good morning. I've got, I've, I think I've narrowed, I've really honed in my Tim Cook. I think so. Good morning. That's pretty good. Pretty good. So I'll put over here. Craig says, "Bigger, sir," or something like that. Right. And then all you have to do is click save, and when something happens, you can click on the tile to fill in the board, and then you can go ahead and click this little tweet button, which has brought me into a new tab, so you can't see it. Um, (laughs) But when you click the tweet button, it will get your board compiled into the URL. <laughs> It'll tweet out a link. And so, <laughs> and, and uh, it uses the, um, the hashtag, hashtag Apple event bingo, which is what we are going to be monitoring on our stream tomorrow so that we can see what you guys have come up with as we are working on our bingo board. So it should be a lot of fun. Definitely uh, check out darkmodepodcast.com slash bingo. I'm going to take down this screen share, but I will put up a banner. Ooh, I had that one ready to go. There you go. Look at that. And also, I just want to say our our color scheme here is actually quite matching. Yeah. We've got the purple in our banner. We've got the purple behind us. And it's sort of like the the purpley uh, colors for Dub Dub. Yeah. So that's pretty good. We I think we'll have to keep this color for the stream tomorrow. I agree. I think it fits pretty well, uh, but not the jackets though, because we'll be really hot. Yeah. Hotter than we already are. Oh uh, yeah. Which is it's like seventy six, so it could it could be a little cooler. Anyway, go to darkmodepodcast.com slash bingo. Fill out a bingo board. Hit the tweet button. Then we'll see it. We'll put it on the show. It, it's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. Big shout out to Noah. I'm shouting you out. Oh. Good job. Oh, jeez. Good job, Noah. Thanks. That's the shout out. You got, I got to do it in person. I'm so grateful. Wow. Purple rules. Spoken like the owner of a purple iMac. Future. Well, future. Techni- technically. Current owner, but future possessor as well as yes always. yes <laughs> the purple iMac that has been featured in a couple of my videos is actually belonging to Noah's mom and she's been kind enough to uh, ship it to us and let us play with it before we replace her 2012 21.5 inch iMac so she literally went from the first of one generation to the first of the new generation nine years <laughs> later <laughs> yeah impressive but anyway where were we yes do the bingo board it's going to be a lot of fun we'll see you guys we'll we'll be live an hour before wwdc and it's going to be a freaking party dub dub is always fun last year we tried to stream it it didn't go so well no it didn't go so well so if if any of you guys were here last year when we tried to stream WWDC. 
we tried to put the stream in our stream so that we could talk about it, obviously. And Apple uh, did not like that. We got we got a copyright strike. Well, I got a copyright strike. Yes. And it still haunts me to this day. Every like it's been a year, and if I go on my YouTube uh, studio. Is just permanently affixed a big red banner that says "Channel Violations." <laughs> yep. Active community guidelines strikes. It's been a year, folks. YouTube needs to chill with that stuff. It is like <laughs> way extra. My goodness. Anyway. So yeah, we will not have WWDC embedded in our stream. It's, we've done this a couple of times now, but people still get confused. I don't know how. We, every time we've done a stream since that fateful day, I, I, I get comments where they're like, where's the stream? Why, why, don't you, why don't you guys have the stream in there? And it's like, okay, <laughs> listen, maybe, would be nice. We can't stream because of copyright reasons, so we go live an hour beforehand to talk about it, and then when the event starts... We give you guys cues to sync your stream up with us because obviously we're going to be on a little bit of a delay, but it's not that bad. In fact, I wonder if, because if you watch on YouTube, YouTube is already delayed from Apple. Mm -hmm. So if you watch our stream and we're watching Apple, then we build in that delay oh. into our stream and then you, would, you might be able to sync up with YouTube. That would be pretty clever. That was but on purpose. Way, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was calculated for sure. But regardless, we will give you guys some cues to sync up, and you can watch along with us during the actual event. We've had, we had some really good reactions that people very much enjoyed last time. It was a lot of fun, and I, I promise we're, we only talk during the boring parts. We're not, like, jammering on... Well, yeah. well, Tim Cook is announcing the M1X. You know, we're not, we're not, <laughs> we're not a couple of assholes like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's gonna be, whoo, it's gonna be very fun. Someone said Mac OS Golden Gate. I don't like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I had to call him out like that. I, Come I'm on. sorry, I didn't mean it. Oh man. Yeah. I I'm saw just gonna a... leave up this dark mode. Yeah, thing. I'm just gonna leave it up the whole time. There were some interesting names in the chat. I saw macOS New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that would be terrible. Yeah. I would have I would not download that. <laughs> you would just skip that version? I would I would pass I would maybe pass through it on the macOS Turnpike. Uh-huh. But I wouldn't stop. I see, I see. Yeah. This is this is East Coast jokes. If you guys are from the West Coast or a any other country, yeah, <laughs> you're you're gonna be like, what's the big deal? It's like a meme on the East Coast that everyone kind of dumps on New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know if it's even like warranted, but you got to do it. It's it's part of the part. It's a meme. You got to do it. Yeah, they call it like the armpit of America, right? <laughs> or is that Florida? I believe it. One of them's the arm. One I of the two. Florida of them. was the trash can. Then I think I think New Jersey's the armpit. That sounds right. I'm pretty sure. macOS mainline. How did they know that we're from the mainline? That's a that's a local one, local reference. macOS Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I could I could honestly see. Let me just say I don't think that Apple will run out of names in California. But if they wanted to expand to like places where like other places where Apple uh, uh, campuses or Apple buildings are, other places in the U.S., other places around the world. I don't think they will. I, they got plenty of California names, but if they wanted to do that, I could I could see it. I do wonder what they'll call it. I feel like every year, I, that's one of the things that no one has leaked to date. No one's gotten a macOS name in advance. That's true, actually. It's kind of impressive. I know it's pretty. Although I guess it makes sense. Maybe they just don't tell anyone. macOS 12 name. Let's see what people have. Monterey. I feel like we've heard that a whole bunch. Yeah. Mammoth. Both of those were actually registered by Apple in April. Interesting. But I feel like they register a whole bunch as decoys. Like, that's pretty simple to think. Yeah. 
I feel like Monterey would be nice. Mammoth, that almost, but then that has the connotation of being like a really big thing. And if it's a People small will year. People think it's a big download. Yeah. Oh, and then they're not going to download. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I. Okay. Let me read the full thing about the trademarks. Yeah. Mammoth and Monterey, it looks like that's what was the two. I just don't really think that it's between those two. Apparently, Apple trademarked several names in 2013 and 14 with shell corporations. Interesting. Hmm. And some of those were Diablo, Condor, Tiburon, Ferrayon. I'm assuming that's a Spanish pronunciation. I'm not. Tiburon is shark in Spanish. No, no. This one. Yeah, I know. That one, I don't know what that is, but okay. very well could Miramar. Be. Rincon is corner in Spanish, but I don't know if that's actually what it is pacific redwood shasta grizzly skyline and redtail skyline is not a california thing is that a place in california i have no idea i'm sure someone in the chat will say oh they abandoned skyline yeah well there you go so apparently when was okay so mammoth was was filed in 2013 but it was the status update was on April 29th and Monterey was filed also in 2013 and was status updated on December 29th of last year. I wouldn't necessarily go on that because I feel like I I'm, I'm fairly certain Monterey was rumored last year. Hmm. I remember people talking about that, but Either way, here's one I can't repeat, but is amusing. Uh, <laughs> Mac OS, Little Big Sur. It's like Big Little Lies. Little yeah. Big Lies. Little Big Planet game. There you go. Is that a game? I think so. I've never ah. played it. Mac OS Oakland. Yeah, I think, I mean, the name is obviously inconsequential, but I guess back to what we were talking about earlier, I, I really don't know what it would be called. Um, so I guess we might as well just move on and talk about the hardware. We've put it off for too long, I think. Everyone wants to know about the MacBook Pro. So I guess, I don't know, I could go through. I had a video with some rumored exclusive information. Um, not sure about the credibility of it, but we will find out tomorrow. So there we go. And I'll, I'll compile a more recent like if, if that video ends up being relevant i'll see what of it was correct but basically here's what i think we know that there's going to be two different versions of the m1x one is called the jade c die and one is called the jade c chop and basically that refers to two different binning nodes and Basically, the chop is just half as many GPU cores. So that would be 16, and then the full fat would be 32. Now, we have seen some information that would suggest that both the 16 and 32 variants will be present on both the 14 and 16 inch. So it's probable that there could be four different SKUs of these new MacBook Pros. And that's, of course, in addition to an updated Mac Mini, which may or may not come out tomorrow as well. So that's already very interesting. That's already six different configurations of, I think, very compelling um, things to have. Noah and I have talked about some of the coverage that I'm planning on doing for these MacBook Pros, and there's a lot of really interesting angles that I want to take, especially if there are those four different configurations. Now, the CPU is going to be the same on all of those. That's going to be 10 cores with 8 performance and 2 efficiency. That one was a surprise to a lot of people. We had assumed that they would retain the 4 efficiency cores because that's what they've just been doing. I mean, the iPhone has 4 efficiency cores. The iPad has 4 efficiency. The, the M1 has 4 efficiency. Uh, even the 2018 iPad Pro, which was when the... Uh, X variant, the, the predecessor for the M1. What? <laughs> That's funny. Mac OS boob. <laughs> um, and, and basically, 
it was it was a little bit weird to see them go down to two. I would guess that the reason they did that is for die size, because the larger you make a CPU die, the lower the yield rate is, mm-hmm. and so it becomes pretty expensive to make them. And someone says that they think it could be CPU stacked. Uh, they could also do a chiplet design, like AMD has done. I'm very, very curious to see how Apple does this because, realistically, Apple making these changes gives us clues into how they're going to go about their future lineup. Uh, and in fact, one of the things that I talked about in my video on these MacBook Pros was a purported diagram that laid out future Apple Silicon chips. And a lot of people were wondering why some of the larger chips had like 10 efficiency cores. It seems weird. However, I think the reason that the efficiency cores would scale is that the way that Apple is probably going to scale this uh, chiplet is basically just by combining them. Hmm. So an M1X being 8.2.32 in terms of performance efficiency GPU, and then put two of those together. You get 16.4.64. Right. You put four of those together. You get like 40 cores with eight efficiency cores and 128 GPU. Is my mental math correct on that? Yes. That was impressive. I I can't believe I uh, did that right, unless I didn't do it right. 32... Performance cores? Yep. With 8 efficiency and 128 GPU? Yes. Look at that. I did that all as my sentence was coming out. That's pretty impressive. That's good. Uh, Give my horn a little toot on that one. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's basically what we are saying is 20 cores will probably be... I don't think we'll see that chip this year. And then 40 would be on a super... Very, very, very expensive Mac Pro. Um, and I think I think basically what we're looking at is a scalable architecture. Obviously, performance won't scale equally, but that is basically going to... What we see tomorrow, if they do in fact do this, because obviously none of this is con- confirmed, that's going to basically tell us how Apple is scaling for the future. But outside of the chips, we do know a decent amount about these MacBook Pros. From from what we've talked about and what you've seen, what do you think is the most compelling for the average person? The what new features of the yeah, of, of the Mac? What we've heard about, you know, design, battery, ports, all that stuff. It's a good question. Um, I think one thing I'll say is bringing back some of the ports. Mm. I think a lot of people will like that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure for me how much, but how much I would care. But for example, the SD card slot, that was one of the rumors that it was coming back. Yeah, right? that would be really great. A ton of people, MacBook Pros are super common for video work on mm-hmm. the go, as well as photography. And I know for a fact that I, as well as many, many, many people would be really happy to have that back. Yeah, so that's one of the big ones. HDMI, I think was another one. That would be pretty convenient to have if you mm-hmm. need to plug your computer into a screen um quickly. i actually had a situation just the other day where i was i wanted to plug in my macbook pro to a monitor but i was at home and since i'm moving or have moved to the studio i've taken most of my gear here and i realized i did not have any adapters and i it was the first time in like years where i literally it was just like well i can't plug this in i had no like Oh, let me pull a cord from this or a Thunderbolt cord from that drive that I can repurpose and plug into it. Like, I had nothing. It's funny. I think the same thing happened to me like a month ago, but then it also happened somewhat recently. And I had to take that whole, that Thunderbolt dock that I have, the same one that you have. Yeah. It's like big Thunderbolt dock and I had to unwire it from my desk and I had to, you know, plug it in next to my TV just because it had an HDMI port on that dock. So H- there are definitely times where HDMI uh, will be nice. Obviously, you can have a dongle, but built in. There are times where built in will be nice. 
Now, the thing that was interesting about this is, uh, so there's going to be three Thunderbolt ports, which is a weird number because yeah. the controllers are, are two pairs. Right. So theoretically, that leaves the bandwidth for that fourth port left over. Now, we know that the the bandwidth of a Thunderbolt port or USB 4 port is pretty big. So, certainly that's more than enough to handle the HDMI and the SD card simultaneously with full speeds. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say is if, as it seems almost guaranteed, those two ports will be on that Thunderbolt controller mm -hmm. uh, or will be passing bandwidth through that, I don't see why they wouldn't put a UHS-2 SD card slot. It's what the iMac Pro has. It's a lot more bandwidth, but it's still well within the reach of Thunderbolt. So I would that would be awesome. Another thing that I was saying, even during our stream in April, was could we get the Ethernet on the power supply? That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. we, we know that it's going to be a MagSafe supply. Even if it's not, like... It's a it's USB C. Obviously, you can do Thunderbolt over USB C just as is. So they would just need a different USB C cable, and and they could easily pass, um, pass an Ethernet signal through that. But I I really do think if we're gonna have three Thunderbolt ports, I think MagSafe is gonna be more than just charging. I, I don't see why Apple would bring it back for for just charging. I, I just don't think that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I could see I could see them putting Ethernet in the in the brick. Obviously the power connector on an iMac is different than uh, MagSafe. It is magnetic. It is magnetic. It's a different True. shape. But I could definitely see if they. I guess that's sort of just one p part of the of the uh, of the brick that they could swap out for a MagSafe. But I was going to ask: yeah. Is the MagSafe in addition to three USB Cs or three Thunderbolt ports? Correct. So you get the MagSafe and you get three ports. Yes. Because I was going to say going from four down to three would have been even with the other ports would have been a little bit tough. But you know, if you you're probably gonna that's if you're, true. If you have four ports being used, you're probably one of them is probably gonna be the charger at that point. That's true, because on like a sixteen inch, you've got four ports, but if you're charging it, you're using one of the ports. Right. Granted, you could also use it with a hub or a monitor that uses power delivery over that connection for a display. Mm -hmm. And I would hope that at the very least Apple could integrate that in the MagSafe. Like maybe an upcoming Apple monitor or a Pro Display XDR could come with the MagSafe connection instead, and then you would still have those Thunderbolt ports available. I just think that with Apple adding an additional Thunderbolt controller, but only one more port, it gives them a ton of bandwidth that they can really, really go to town with. Mm -hmm. Because with the four Thunderbolt ports that you get on the Intel Macs, you can really put a lot through those ports because they can they can take it. There's no like corner cutting yeah. when Apple puts four ports. Those are four full speed ports on there. Uh, I think I what was was it Linus? I think they tested them the new Mac Mini that added 10 gigabit Ethernet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. And they basically just ran, ran a ton of data through all the other ports to see if the Ethernet was pulling bandwidth. And it was not. So Apple does not cut these corners. And I think it's guaranteed that if MagSafe is coming back, it's not just going to be like, oh, well, now you can plug it in with a proprietary charger. <laughs> and now you have to carry two chargers so that you can have your iPad and your MacBook because no longer they're the same. Mm -hmm. That part's going to be a little annoying. Yeah. But I feel like if I'm traveling, okay, I feel like here's here's the solution, right? In my ideal world that I've come up with in my mind, my desk at home has my MagSafe charger with the Ethernet plugged in. It's station. It stays there. Mm -hmm. It's my my base station. Uh huh. When I'm on the go, I have a USB-C charger so that I can do my MacBook and my iPad, 
and then I leave my MagSafe with the Ethernet plugged in at home. Yeah. I could see that. Yes, I would have to buy another charger, but... I'm sure you have one lying around. Well, I, the royal I... Yeah, ah, yes, of course. like you would have to have two chargers, but I feel like that's not that uncommon. A lot of people have two chargers. That would also kind of defeat the purpose of MagSafe, though, if you leave it at home sitting on your desk all the time. Well, I mean, that wouldn't be its intended function. That's just how I would use it. Yeah, it's true. As far as other tidbits, I, I think we, I told you about this, but one of the things that I reported on that I don't know if I've seen anywhere else was up to about 30 hours of battery life on the 16-inch. Oh, right, right. Because the battery is pretty similar to the current 16-inch, which is already about 10, 11 hours. It's pretty good. But that's with a 35-watt GPU and a 45-watt CPU that's just... <laughs> sucking on electricity all day long you completely remove like you shrink the board a lot so you have a lot less just loss mm-hmm. over distance with that soc and you cut out the middleman no more dedicated gpu you can probably fit the whole package into 45 65 watts and the fans don't have to worry about the fans as much yeah i mean they don't use a ton of electricity but right you, it's mainly what they're cooling that is the concern, and you wouldn't have to worry about that as much. So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. We went we went a little bit over time here, but we're we're gonna we're gonna pick up all of this stuff in like twelve hours. Yeah, actually, I think it's thirteen fourteen hours from now we will be back. That's exciting. That is exciting. We're basically just gonna go sleep and then come back. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that's gonna do it for us here. Thank you guys so much for watching. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. If you're watching this live, we will see you tomorrow. And if you're listening to this, we will see you, I don't know, now, if you timed it right. (laughs) Have a good one.